You boys are out of your mind. Ooh, yeah, dig it. A little bit of the bubbly. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Big Boys and Body Slams. Three goofballs that talk about wrestling. We're here to boost your ass and have a blast. So, enjoy. Spoiler alert, guys. Bound for Glory was really good. This is Big Boys and Body Slams. My name is Zach. I'm Kyle. Go Nationals. I'm Luke. I don't care. But the NBA is back today. Ha! Huh. NBA regular season starts, and uh, we've got a whole bunch of stuff to get to today. This week, we're looking at Bound for Glory 2019, taking place in Chicago, Illinois. A wonderful show, like I said off the top. And then next week, we got a little something special for you. So everybody get your questions in if you're listening to this. Send us a question on Facebook, Twitter. Send a voicemail, because we're doing Get to Know the Big Boys next week. And we're just going to be chatting up with all of you about wrestling. Heck, even if you want to ask us what our favorite fast food french fries are, send it. Yes, send everything. Uh, everything and anything. Nothing's we'll, off the table. We'll be talking about a lot of different wrestling stuff that we like and dislike yeah, it's from the be past fun. and the future. I don't know. And, and the present even, maybe. It's, it, next week's going to be jazz, you know? We're it's just going to be playing off each other, playing off you guys. I know. I've, you know what I mean? I've got some good, that's right. I've got some good interest from a few people. So, awesome. So, yeah, um, send them in. I look forward to hearing all your questions. Uh, I'll be, I told most of you guys I'd get a hold of you sometime this week about it and remind you. But yeah. let's do it. I just let's want you guys to it. know that this is the best platform to cut a promo that's one minute or less. That's right. You have one minute, by the way, on the voicemails. So send them in. Cut a promo on us. Just let's have fun. And I'll be, talk- I'll be talking to you guys on Twitter for a little bit and this yep. week. Uh, so we want to get that right off the bat, off the top. We'll remind you again at the end to send those in because next week it's all going to be community and fan and friend driven. So And make sure those questions are better than Cain Velasquez's punches. Cain Velasquez didn't look too good on Raw Yikes. on Monday night, you guys. I do uh, love that Shelton Benjamin got some TV time, though. Hey, he got some TV time last week, too, actually. Yeah, he dude, he deserves it. He's so yeah. good. He's the f- gold standard. I don't know what was going on with Cain. He... Uh, I've seen a match. Uh, he's the mayor of Knox County. I've seen a match. Uh, Velasquez, that is. Oh, thanks. I've seen a match of his in AAA where he looked a lot, heck of a lot better uh, than he did on Monday night. So I don't know what's going you on there. You know the only thing that really bothers me now? I know, obviously, I've made a comment on his body. But uh, the fact that his head is so damn big and his arms are so damn small. He's He looks like he's he, very awkward. He has, like, proportions of a 13-year-old, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, but he's, yeah. like, in a much larger scale. I mean, really, if his biceps were a little bigger, I wouldn't care whatsoever. Yeah, it's... Everything else is fine. It's a definite... It's definitely something that's out there that people have noticed. Except um, for the working punches, obviously. Uh, what do you guys fine. think? Do you guys have any opinion about New Japan Pro Wrestling g- getting a U.S. territory one I, way or another? Like, I does mean, that move your needle at all? No, because there's already too much wrestling I'm there's trying to keep up with. There's great U.S. wrestling already. Yeah, I think I, they I'm, should stick to what they're good at. like Being in Japan. Yeah, I mean, he's not wrong. I, it's a move that doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Uh, I think they have a lot of logistics they're going to have to settle. Like, does that mean the New Japan U.S. champion is going to be touring exclusively in the United States? Are they going to have roster members bounce back and forth? Like, this this kind of opens up a whole can of worms. I think the other thing, too, is, like, a lot of these guys are under contract that, yeah. that you want to get. You yeah. got the AWs, I mean, yeah, are you the just w- going to be scouring the indie scene to get talent purely for i mean there's a lot of unanswered questions from the press conference uh i will say it does move my needle just a tiny bit yeah i'm I'm on the Uh, can we please stop talking about your needle and talk about more appropriate shit please wow luke you're gonna take it there huh oh i'll take it there it doesn't move my needle my tiny thin paper thin needle as jr would say on his podcast thimble nuts yes uh a ton it does a little bit though just because not necessarily 
because I want it's a product I want to watch and digest a ton of just because I want to see how how they're going to do it, you know? I'm interested in that because right now, like you said, man, the American wrestling scene is just so, especially with the emergence of AEW and NWA coming back to it's YouTube. It's just kind it's, of flooded. There's a lot. So. Dude, okay, so I actually, I mean, you mentioned, I think, in last week's episode that you watched NWA Power. Yeah. I watched like a half hour of it, um, and it's I really like it. Yeah, it's a pretty, it's Have different. Have you watched it, Kyle? No, I haven't. It's, it's a very, it's, on YouTube. it's a very it's different product, and I appreciate that though. It's it's very, it sticks to its guns. It knows exactly what they want it to be, and they they do it. And I I appreciate that it's about such, them. It's such a modern twist on a wonderful yeah. throwback. I kind of like the idea of the studio show though. Yeah, I Dude, think you it would love really, it. If you it really it. works for them. The presentation is amazing. I think the problem is like I can't watch as much as I'd like to. I, I, I got to watch AEW every week, right? Yep. Yes. And then whatever show we're going to cover. And I mean, honestly... And then it's just like, boom. Honestly, we're not giving... Uh, I, I've thought about this lately. We're not giving fair due diligence to NXT. Like, no, you so know, good. we should we should have done like two weeks of AEW and then the, the first two weeks Wait, of how NXT. How have we not done an NXT show yet? We ever. can do an NXT We got to get an NXT. I've been asking over. since we started. Oh, we gotta get a here we go. No, he has. Burr. I have. I have been asking since we started. He wanted to do New Orleans. No, that I felt did. great to go under the bus. Thanks. What? Okay. Huh? Um, yeah, we got to do an NXT show coming up because they are great. Uh, let's, let's let's do New Orleans one of these weeks. Yeah, we'll have to do that. Um, and then Impact, I think. Impact on Access? I'm going to start watching Impact, I think, every week. I know I say that a lot, but I'm not watching WWE right now, uh, so I got to fill that void with something. Yeah. So, mm. Impact, you're up to bat, buddy. So, mm. um, I think we also probably should uh, mention... WWE 2K came out. And it's a disaster. 2K20, it, yes. It is a shitstorm. Congra- Congratulations, 2K. I just think, Did man, you hear about the autograph thing? Yeah, how it is. I saw it on Twitter. If you buy the deluxe version, you get an autograph. Which is like $150, by the way. And you get an autograph of either Kurt Angle, Rey Mysterio, or Edge. And people are getting the Edge pictures unsigned. So Edge, being a great guy, is like opening up a P.O. box to have all these people send in there. How? How does that? It is obvious to me. I know we're not a video game podcast, but we're whatever we want, so we can talk about video games for a little while. It is obvious to me that 2K doesn't give two shits about the WWE. Not games even anymore. one shit. Once Ukes left, because they were the ones that were taking on the primary development role, and 2K was kind of more of like a publisher. Right. Uh, once Ukes left last year after 2K19 to pursue other things, it. it I would have liked to see them do something more. If yeah. I could be honest. I haven't liked them since WWE 13. I mean, is, the 2K games have been a lot. Is that the one with like the with, with Attitude CM Punk Era on, mode? Yeah. 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 Okay, that one was sick. And CM Punk was on the cover. That was before, that was the year before 2K took over because they yes. started in 2K14. Also, the one with Stone Cold on the cover was that 2K16. I like that one. I like 16 and 17 a bit, quite a bit actually, but I think it just became so iterative. It's just the problem with all sports games, but I think for me just... Except for NCAA. It's ob- yeah, it's for the GOAT forever. I think it's obvious to me that 2K isn't putting in the effort, the... They had a studio that didn't know what they were doing. Yeah, make a wrestling game in a year. Well, that honestly, really shouldn't just, have been making a wrestling game. It's in just a year. such a departure from everything else they do. Yeah, I mean, it's from from the sports game standpoint, I think they need to take a few years off, which they've done before. It's not even heard of for wrestling games to take if a few years. Just off. a year. Yeah, they don't need to be a yearly release. Wrestling games really weren't for a long time. They just, don't really just need to be the rosters. Yeah, you can just have the updated rosters, like like with the with the football games. But unfortunately, it's all about the. Almighty dollar. It's all about the dollar, yep. and they're going to keep dollar. making them every year, regardless of the quality. I, I just think. wish THQ was still here, man. Uh, yeah, they're back. So I mean, that could be an option, but you got to snag that yeah, license away from back, 2K. Are they back on a small budget too? 
I mean, I mean that's the thing. They'd have yeah. to strike, work out a big money deal. The, with th- the thing is, even if they have a small budget, if somebody like WWE were to be like, "Here's our franchise," you're getting buco yeah, bucks. Yeah, I mean that's an option. I think something needs to happen though because, uh, I it's sad. Like I like WWE games as a game. Oh, dude, some of, some of those have been my favorite games of all yeah, time. Yeah, and so to see it slip to the point that it is, I mean, even if it was comparable, I mean, obviously I know NBA NBA the 2k series has its own thing going on but like the fact that it's so far below that standard is just like what do we do well and even that standard the twitter and all of social media went crazy and nba 2k had to fix like it was hashtag fix 2k that was today too really yeah yeah. again oh for wwe yep so a lot going on over at 2k they got to figure out and i just man i don't know i have more problems with 2k besides the wwe games but i guess that's a topic for a different day hey let's talk about something good let's talk about impact wrestling what Mm. don't pause your show we're talking about impact wrestling today i'm gonna start this out with something all right all right we need to get people need to get past this tna stigma this this stigma this is all the old wwe rejects this is booker t versus kevin nash versus mick foley versus sting this isn't that company anymore this isn't even that, i mean it hasn't yeah it hasn't this isn't even the company from 2016 where it was matt hardy and nothing else you know like, right and, and it, ec3 this isn't a, this is no longer is this a company trying to be what it's not which i we talked about a little bit before we went on air here but the impact today knows what they are. They know that they, they know are their role, jabroni. Yeah, they're pretty much a televised indie, which is fu- perfectly fine. Like, right? They know exactly. They're not trying to be like if you haven't watched Impact since 2016, you probably have an idea in your head of them trying to be WWE, but not having the talent, the budget, any of that to do it. This is a completely different company now with a vision. Though. With a vision, the, they know who they are, and the vision is like from what I see from Twitter and from Don Callis talking and all this stuff is. We're kind of the land of misfit toys. Yeah, for sure. But we're going to put on a, a fantastic shows night in, night out, and we're going to impress you guys. I think people need to give Impact a few weeks to watch. Like, give them their watch. They have a very talented roster. They they have a great women's division. They might have the best women's division in all of wrestling. That It's pretty comparable, yeah. Uh, I mean... No, but no, no. Come on, Tessa Blanchard, Jordan Grace, Grace Kiara Hogan, please, Kylie Ray, please, Taya Valkyrie, Taya Valkyrie, and Jessica Havoc, Rosemary. Rosemary. Okay, Sue Young. We, I mean, I'm not gonna you know suck WWE's dick too long, but WWE has like the best female wrestlers. So after the main four, who we got? Four horsewomen. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So all right. So we'll list list off the main four though: Becky, Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, and then there's a Io Shirai's ridiculous. She's an NXT. That's WWE. That no, we're talking. We're talking main roster. We're talking divisions. NXT. But Impact doesn't have divisions. It's just Impact. Yes, the Impact Women's Division. NXT. It's its own oh, thing. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay. So WWE and NXT have the best collection. Titan Sports. I don't know what. So how often say. does EO face Becky Lynch on a weekly basis? What does that have to do with it? That's not what we're saying. Who's got the best division? NXT and WWE separate as. Okay. Opposite okay. brands. Um, then we'll go uh, Alexa Bliss. We got Nikki Cross is ridiculous. Um, I mean, God. Okay. I'm on the spot now. So we're, we're like 10 to 6. So 10 to 6. Dude, okay. So Zach you're gonna just take, named 10 people. You're gonna take, I mean, you're going to take Rosemary or a few, uh, Kylie Ray. You're going to take those over any of the people I just listed? Not any of them. So none of them. Oh, I would take them over uh, Alexa. You would take Rosemary over. Rosemary's Alexa Bliss. a better wrestler than Alexa Bliss. But, oh yeah, but, but by Rose, far. But Rosemary's a better 
like all around performer. Yeah. Than Alexa right Bliss. now, I would take Tessa Blanchard over any other. Tessa woman Blanchard's amazing anywhere. And don't yeah. even. And I'm not even trying to downplay that. Tessa Blanchard is absolutely amazing, and Jordan Grace is absolutely amazing. Kira Hogan's pretty damn good. Um, but I mean, like I'm not. I'm not going to give Impact best women's division. He also doesn't watch Impact. You're right. I mean, other than the show, wrong. when was the last time you watched an Impact show? Uh, when you guys, well, no, I couldn't do that because we canceled the podcast and then came back. Mm-hmm. So we still need to go back and watch some of those. And they weren't necessarily showcased. But I've watched Jordan Grace matches. They were showcased Tessa super matches. well on this show. Like there was one women's division match. They were in the battle royal. I think Tessa looked incredible. And then Tessa Blanchard. Uh, but Jordan man, from top okay. to bottom, their knockouts division is just. Oh yeah, amazing. It's really we good. didn't even mention Tennille Dashwood. Yeah, who was wrestling for the title. Yeah. Um, she didn't impress me too much. She was rusty for sure. Yeah. Um, well, let's start right into it here. Uh, the first match we're going to get, interestingly enough, is going to be the call your shot. They called it a gauntlet match. It's a twenty person gauntlet match. It was a battle royal. It was, yeah. It's super uh, weird because on Twitter it was called the Royal gauntlet Rumble. Battle Royal. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't make sense. It's a smaller Royal Rumble, right? Yeah. Pretty much. It's for a title shot. So. Um. Yeah. So the winner can choose any title that they want to fight for, basically. Um. Let's go over some of the highlights here. Joey Ryan comes in and... Uh, Which you do have to say, because this was all over the, the feeds, like Fight had an issue. Oh, yeah. I guess we should mention that off the top. The several minutes. Ap- so after uh, Eddie the Edwards first entrance, in. Eddie Edwards made his entrance. The, the feed went dark for several minutes on Fight. So we never saw who came second and third. It was Reno Scum. Yeah. Yeah. It was Yeah, it was ba- It was just Reno Scum. Yeah. Uh, so we came back and Eddie Edwards is getting kind of beat up. Uh, we go through the match. A lot of a lot of you know impact regulars. The Deaners come in. Uh, Joey Ryan's like the first big surprise, and he gets this. He gets a huge pop. This was one of the biggest pops of the night. Yeah, they gave him the cool wrong nameplate though. Yeah, I saw that. They called him Cody Deaner, which is uh, they they took Not him a few him. minutes to get into their uh, their rhythm here on this show. <laughs> um, this was mostly just like a normal battle royal. It was interesting. They had the intergender stuff just kind of sprinkled in. At one point, Joey Ryan did dick flip a chain of people, which was. You know, if you're into that, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, Jim Cornette lost, you know, half lost his, brain his damn cells. mind. Hey, you know who looked like a superstar in this match? Who? Uh, Madman Fulton. Fulton looked great in this match. Fulton did look really good. Uh, any, he looked can like anybody Luke tell me who he was in NXT? Sawyer Fulton. Was that was that his name there? Yeah. Okay. He was in. He was in. He was in the original Sanity lineup, but then he got hurt and he never came back. Oh, he would have been perfect for that. Yeah. He he debuted with them and he. Didn't get to do a ton. He hurt it some, his ACL or shoulder or something, and then they released him before he ever came back. So that's oh, his WWE. And not story. only was that a train dick flip, you know, a train dick flip. He literally took uh, cousin Jake and uh, Raju over the rope top that's rope. True. Yeah, yeah. That's he eliminated, right. he two eliminated people. people hey, do you guys flip. like the Deaners gimmick? Uh, they're fine. I think yeah. it's funny, but I, it's like it's very like old. It's, it's something you see in TNA them. in like 2006. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I kind of just think it's like a mid card thing. Kind of like remember. The tag team in WWE, one of them's in NWA Power now. Murdoch, Murdoch and Cade. Oh yeah, they oh, remind yeah. me a lot of them, oh, but yeah. more hillbilly. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Uh, who else we get? That's a, a swoggle. It's the nice who, was, who bit Kiera Hogan's butt and came uh, in front of the ring. Jessica Havoc. Jessica really Havoc. Cool. Um, Rosemary. Rosemary. You had Jordan Grace in there. Oh, uh, Johnny. Ka- Johnny Swinger. Johnny Swinger. And. Uh, who Don, didn't? Who barely got into the ring? And Don Callis said he looks like he came from an Ario Speedwagon concert, which is classic. Kylie Ray. Kylie Ray makes a oh, big. Oh, that surprise. was the big surprise. Sabu. Sabu, who did not look the best. And Tommy one. Dreamer was in there. Yeah, Tommy Dreamer was in there Man, too. So just a lot of legends. I watched Sabu's match from last week, and it wasn't horrible, but he looked 
bad here. He looked bad. He did not look good here. He could bear. He eventually gets eliminated by uh, the big the big man who comes in last. His name is Shira, and uh, he takes him twice, two attempts to get over the top rope, but he does. We knew Shira was going to be last. Uh, he's the newest member of the Desi Hit Squad, and oh, he pretty much cleans house. I have another quote. Yeah, they screw. I I don't remember which one it was that yelled this, but it says, "If you announce a battle royal." Tommy Dreamer will show up. Yeah, that was callous. Yeah, uh, that it was has funny. To be, yeah, yeah. Um, so eventually, we, the the last two here is going to be Shearer and Edwards. After Fulton gets eliminated by Edwards, kind of like pulls down the top rope and he falls over, and then he just beats up Edwards and leaves. So, and then the interesting thing, something I did like about this was that after it came down to the last two, it was just a match. Right. I actually really liked that. Yeah, me too. A lot. That's I thought that was the gauntlet, I guess. Yeah, I thought that was a really cool touch. Uh, I guess, yeah, that kind of... Unfortunately, nothing really happened once it was a singles match. Uh, they kind of wrestled around and then Eddie Edwards hit the Boston Knee Party and... Uh, I love that. Pinned Shira, actually, Yay. which was which was nice. Shira was not ready for the spotlight that he got. Dude, he was they've pretty green. kind of building Shira up as like an unstoppable monster yeah, too, so I thought, not... it was weird. I, like, I thought it was weird like Fulton didn't eliminate him. Yeah. So, I don't uh, know. I don't know, but I'm not super Super in on Shira at this point. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not into the Desi uh, Hit Squad. Me either, man. I'm, I'm not the only one. I just can't get into it. Uh, but Eddie Edwards wins the match and he gets to choose a champion of his choice. I gave it 2.75 stars. It's hard for me to ever like really heap praise onto a, a battle, battle royal. royal. Yeah. This wasn't bad. It wasn't great. The Joey Ryan stuff was fun. There was a couple really bad missed super kicks, stuff like that. It was fun to see the men and women working together. That led to some fun spots. So, two point seven five handling people. Yes, she was. Um, I gave it two and a half. At this point, I was sitting here like, "Shit, we've been gassing up Impact for a year, and, and this is the first and match Luke's Luke going to get this." And like, I'm like, "Gosh, we're going to get so much grief for this." And then you didn't get any. No, but this ba- I don't like Battle Royals. Other than the Royal Rumble. Yeah, or- I'm fine with the Royal Rumble. But like, it. I just don't like them. I don't, I don't, unless it's the greatest Royal Rumble, then I still don't like it. Really? The greatest Royal Rumble? The fi- oh, yeah, yeah. The 40 or I thought you meant, people? I thought you meant only, you only like the greatest Royal oh, Rumble. Oh, no, no, So no, I was no, like, no, wait, no. wait, wait, what? Yeah, so I gave it two and a half. Um, Eddie Edwards was the right guy to win. Oh, for sure. And I thought this. And he came in first. I don't know if I mentioned that, yep. but he he was the Iron Man here. Uh, Kylie Ray, Swoggle, and uh, Joey Ryan were fun surprises. And Joey Ryan actually signed with Impact. Yeah, which I, they announced which later that I'll night. I'll get to that in just a second after Luke rates it. But yeah, cool. two and a half. Um, Edwards was the right pick. I kind of have a feeling what title he's going to go after. Well, especially once we get to it. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, two and a half stars. It's nothing too crazy. Uh, it was definitely re- entertaining at some of the random people that showed up. Yeah. However, um, as you guys know, like I'm not very familiar with this roster. A so lot there of these was guys like were two probably... thirds of those people that was like, to be honest, okay, like Reno Scum. I'm not super familiar with. They were part of the Global Force Invasion back. Oh, in the day. okay, okay. So there was a few people in there, uh, but it was de- this was definitely the match for like the people who know what Impact is. Right. Because a lot of those guys are just regular roster yeah, members but they had surprises too so i thought they kind of sprinkled it in and this even was, sabu was a cool surprise even though he was pretty rough yeah so uh 33 minutes and five seconds oh cool thank you thank you times. um so i got a question now and yeah it's kind of a controversial one it's a hot topic Ooh. what do you think about joey ryan i'm not so i'm not personally a huge fan of joey ryan's i would say like i wouldn't buy his merchandise or i wouldn't go to a signing if it was specifically for him. Uh, I think he's fine. I think he, he entertains people, which I appreciate. Um, I think if they use him in the right spots, it could actually be a very net positive thing right. for Impact. Uh, personally, not necessarily my thing, but he's he's fun for what he is. Luke? He's a, he's a draw. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, with the internet darlings, he is super over. Oh, yeah. Um, so really, the perspective that I keep him in is Santino. 
I keep him in the comedic. That's, that's a very good. That's one. a really good I keep comparison. him in a comedic relief. Don't want to see him too often, but when you do, it's special. And you always I like find that a way. A lot, you always find a way to thank you. Always find a way to kind of integrate him with some of the the tougher people who are just going to end up squashing him. And that's the, what I really like about him too is he's not ashamed for anybody right to go over him anybody he'll, he'll, yeah, let, he'll let a kid go over him if abso- that's what the script absolutely. calls for he isn't I'm, i mean he's not listening to this but friend of the podcast joey ryan if you're listening man you are the classic sportsman so in the, in the industry i i mean i think it's a great signing I, I do too he he has a huge following regardless if you like him or not you gotta you have to acknowledge it. he luke said he was a draw and he is he had maybe he was he, i wasn't joking when i said he had one of the biggest pops of the night he legitimately had one of yes. the biggest pops of he, the night. he is a draw and the thing i appreciate about him the most is like all these people run him down like online all the time that people always running him down and he stays true to himself yeah and yep. he keeps doing the same gimmick it's a goofy gimmick i i like it but i'm not like i like him a lot but I'm not like super crazy about all the dick stuff. Like well, I think he's a good wrestler. I think he's got a good gimmick. I think the sleazeball gimmick is oh, yeah. so cool, especially when he can get in there with intergender stuff. Just yeah. to see the way women interact with him, I think but is amazing. The dick stuff. I mean, it's whatever. It is what it is. It's it's inter- This is entertainment. This yeah. is this isn't the let's NFL. Not for, right. Let's not forget that wrestling started in the in the carny days. You know. So. Yeah. And so all the people that like the cornet go kill yourself, Joey Ryan stuff, and all that shit. It's just a dumb. Let the man work. Like um, he's just yeah. trying to work. Yeah. Oh, and as Jr. and um, Bruce Pritchard, the term they use for people like that is an attraction. That's right? exactly what he is. He is, he is an, an attraction. attraction. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the dick flip, all that stuff's fine. But <clears throat> for example, like when he's you know dick flipping what five different people, and two of them get eliminated because of the dick that flip, was a little. Much. That was a little that's, much. That's where I <laughs> chuckle and then I just like shake my head like. Eh, yeah, that's okay. kind of what I did too. All right. He didn't last much longer. Ha- have you guys seen? Him and Candice LeRae versus the Young Bucks. Yes, that match, fantastic match. That match is one of my favorite matches. I have not seen that. It is Candice a, gets color. It is in a that match, bloodbath. Dude. Oh, I've heard about yeah, it. Yeah, she now gets, you say that. There's a shirt of her that you can buy with her all bloodied Where up. Where was great. that? Where uh, I, was promotion? it PWG? I believe so. Yeah, of course. Uh, but I think I think my last thing on the whole Joey Ryan thing is like when he needs to work. He can work. He can work. Yeah, he's not just a gimmick. No, I think it's a great signing for Impact. The fact that he didn't go to AEW, WWE, NJPW. The fact that he chose Impact, I think, will bring some fans to the product well, for sure. I do guarantee you, WWE was not offering him a contract. They did. They did. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What? They would have completely neutered him. And though. I think, no pun intended. I think it might. <laughs> it might have also been a like a development oh, trainer sure contract, yeah. like a trainer contract. But AEW and WWE both offered yep. him contracts. Um. So yeah, that was that. Up next, the announcers very uh, look over the card. I just there's something about when announcers do that that I just appreciate because it very much it's like a real sporting event right. you go to the announcers first you let them say their piece um so they kind of run down the card and then one of the highlights in the show for me was the video packages and it started yes. here with the video package for real Daniel quick, dashwood real versus, quick with uh, those two, yeah um as like a, as someone who broadcasts and enjoys that side of things seeing the type of equipment that uh, josh matthews and don use. callis had to use and it's still sounding good and quality yeah. like the the uh, the quality that they had uh studio wise with what I'm sure was a low budget, um, is oh, yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, they made it work. I mean, it's uh, really they've impressive. had some audio issues in the past. This show was fine though, but, other, other than the beginning with fight. Yeah, but that yeah. was probably fights like, bad. Their little their little mixer that they had there. Looked, I know. Looked like analog as fuck. I know. <laughs> um, can I point something out before you talk about the video package? Yeah. Taya's first ever match mm. in her career was mm. against Tennille Dashwood. 
Do you know who trained both these two? Who? Lance Storm. Really? They were both Storm. Man, he's got he's got quite oh, the he's list one of, the of best uh, trainers ever. His uh, school closed though. Uh, no, he closed. It's not like it went out of business. He closed it down. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. He, he, he just called it. He he. I think he. I think he has something going on with one of the companies. I like, think he'll probably end up as a trainer in the in the PC. If yeah, I just had oh, to yeah. throw a guess hey, out there, who he's I one mean, of the best wrestling trainers of all. If time. If you were to be yes. told who's somebody you'd like to be trained by, I'm At, sure Lance Storm. Nine out of ten wrestling fans are going to say Lance. Yeah, Storm, or wrestler, or aspiring wrestler guys like sure. us. Yeah. Um, yes. He's so dorks. We get a video package just going over. I like how. This doesn't need to be a big heated feud, right? It's pretty much she showed up in Impact. She's a big name. Her being Taya or uh, Emelina Tenille Dashwood. Emelina, yeah. And no, she's just Emma. Emma and now sorry. she's Tenille Dashwood. Uh, she looks good. She looks all right. Yeah, man. Uh, and then she basically challenged her for the title right off the bat. She's a big name. It made sense. And uh, we Which, got into the match. By the way, is she not Taya Valkyrie anymore? It's just Taya. I wrote down Taya Valkyrie, but yeah. was she just announced as Taya? I mean, yeah, from what I oh, saw. Okay. And then they, I they looked, called her Taya Valkyrie a couple times. Did they? Okay. Because yeah. I was like looking through the card and stuff, and it oh, just okay. said Taya. It's a Jungle Boy, Jungle Jack Perry scenario. Oh. Touchy J- subject. J- Twice that was like, a touchy subject. You guys need to listen to that episode of Grill and JR where he goes off about it. Does he really? Oh, yeah. I listened to the clip of it. The I internet, like the Jungle Jack Perry. I, yeah, I mean, because like the internet, the internet got really pissed at him, and Jr. said, "I don't give a fuck." Like he was, oh cussing. damn, yeah, dude, I he like was, it. he was heated. Uh, back to Impact. This is Tennille Dashwood versus Ty Valkyrie and Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo, who comes out with like a stuffed dog. Whoa, mama, that was pretty weird. <laughs> Johnny yeah. Bravo, by the way, great wrestling name. And I like the character, like the former bad referee. I like that he's still following Ty around, even though uh, uh, Johnny Impact gone. is gone. Yeah. I, I kind of like that. I don't know. Uh, he comes out with a little stuffed doggy. Um, this match was not bad, but it wasn't great. Uh, it was Tenille, better than Battle Royal. T- yes, it was. <laughs> Tenille Dashwood uh, looked a little rusty. She's coming back from all the surgeries and stuff. Yeah, it doesn't she, look like she's gotten her legs. She hasn't gotten her ring her ring legs back yet. She looked a little rough. Uh, but she looks. Really there was good. one moment in this match that I absolutely loved, and it wasn't just the in ring stuff. It was a combination. So there's one point when uh, Taya gets put in a tarantula, kind of like an upside down tarantula by Tennille. Yes, and she holds it for the four count. Which is great. It's a great move. But I really liked how the announcers put over why she did it. Because if you're just thinking about it from a pure, like, seeing the move, it's an illegal move. She can't submit to it. Why should we do it? Uh, the announcers went out of their way to explain that this is might separate her shoulder. It could break her ribs. Like, they went out of their way to explain why she would do the hold, even though it's not going to win her the match. I just thought that was a really nice little touch. And there Isn't were a lot crazy? of those. Announcers selling for yeah, the wrestlers. There were a lot of moments like that in this show, and that was the first one I really noticed. It's almost like they're out there to put them over. Uh, so, at one point, Taya is dead to rights. Uh, Tennille has her right where she wants her. Uh, but she goes to the pin and Johnny Bravo just blatantly pulls her leg underneath the ring, uh, gets ejected in a very classic manner, does the whole Earl Hebner roll thing. And then you're out of here. That. Uh, so Johnny's got to go before he leaves. He tosses a chain into the ring. Uh, Taya grabs the chain, but then, uh, is rolled up for a near fall. Tennille grabs the chain. Great shot. She thinks about using it, but she hucks it out of the ring. She turns around and, uh, doesn't pay off for her though. Cause she gets hit with the road to Valhalla or the glam slam, whichever one you prefer to call it. Well, it's Taya, so we'll call it the road. It's the same move. Yes. Sorry. Uh, and Taya Valkyrie retains by pinfall in? Uh, 12 minutes. Oh, 12 minutes. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, not a super bad match. It was a little sloppy, though. What'd you give it? Uh, 2.75. Mm-hmm. Um, I, well, I, I, at this point, I'm not worried about the show yet, but sure. Uh, I, I, I did expect more from this match, and I, I think if they go back to it, they'll have a better performance. Uh, 2.75. The the ba- the botched pile driver. Oh, yeah. I didn't even package. mention the package pile driver. Yeah, on the, the apron. apron. That was bad. It, it, Tenille so, didn't get up for it. Yeah, and it, the first time she tried, like, 
it didn't look like they were working. Like it, I, I knew the first time she picked her up, I said, Ty is not going to get her up for this pile driver the second time. And she didn't, she kind of just dropped her. That was her brutal. Yeah. So that um, definitely hurts. Definitely. This was not a tie a match because every other tie a match we've seen has been really Wonderful, good. Yeah. Like, like her feud with Tessa was good. She's had some good matches with Jordan, but this just wasn't it. Um, I think you're right, though. I think if they get a second chance at this, it'll be fine. It'll I be think this is the right call, too, by the way. She's well, already the longest reigning uh, knockouts champion, so... Oh, there's no way Tenille should have won the, te- no, the title. No, and there's still plenty of women in line that can come... I mean, as we were to. saying earlier, we listed, like, ten women that should be ahead of Tenille in the... Yeah. At least of right yeah. now. But I know why she was in the match. I mean, because she's, she's a big, big name. name. Yeah. Luke, what'd you give the match? I actually gave it three stars. Nice. Um, You know, Taya, though... Like for all of the botches, Taya looked great. She did. Oh, Taya always I mean, looks great. Yeah, I know she. So I was super excited to see this. Um, I've seen Taya before. I haven't really seen a ton of uh, Tanil or Emma or whatever. Uh, but all you hear about is how underrated she is and how she just hasn't had those opportunities. And so this one was kind of a bummer for me. Go back and watch NXT Emma. Like okay. after her bubbly like dancing thing. It took that me, was good too. It took me so long to realize that they were different people. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, the who? Emma, like Emma and Emma, I thought they were just two different oh. Emmas because they were so different. Yeah. yeah, so she came back as like heel Emma in NXT. Watched some of that stuff because she was on top of her game then and I, never did anything once she got to the main roster. I do like her look though. Yeah, I mean, she's good. Look. Me too. She's, <laughs> she's stuck with it for a long time. Yeah, um, she has. Who do you want to see tie a feud with next? I want Jordan Grace to win the Knockouts title so yeah, damn me bad. Too. Me, me too. Me <laughs> too. I think I think we're all three there because yeah. I want Tessa to stay doing what Tessa's, Tessa's doing. transcended. Yeah, T- Tessa's taken on a China type role, but better. She there's yes. she's she she's like the top fifteen workers period in the company, oh. which is funny because you know by physical appearance alone, you would totally assume Jordan Grace is the one who'd be yeah. brawling with. The and big she's boys. good too, but man, yes, uh, I don't think Tessa even needs to be in that picture. She's had the belt. Like I think it's Jordan Grace's time next. Uh, she's still so young that you could still just keep kind of. Was she like twenty three? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, but that's what I'd like to see, and it sounds like we're all in agreement there. Shall we move on? Yep. Up next, we get a very ECW style promo. Taz and uh, this not is Taz. It's Rhino and RVD. Yeah, sorry, I don't know. Why and I this Taz. is foreshadowing. Yeah. Uh, so basically, they're like Rhino's like I'm gonna win with the Gore, and then RVD's like maybe I'll win with the five. He actually frog said I would hit the Gore, Gore, Gore. Yeah. RVD said yeah. or 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 I'll hit yeah, the five star right. frog. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> as as I was watching this, I was like, this is a very like old school RVD promo because yeah. when he was with Sabu and kind of a they heel, were always kind of competing for the tension. Yeah, and he would RVD would always go in and cut Sabu yeah. off, or not Sabu, but Alfonso or whoever he yeah. was with. And I was like, huh. And then it made sense. Yeah, and this was, again, it was in a darkly lit area of the arena with one light on top of the camera. Very ECW. This whole show felt very ECW to me in, yes. a good, in a very good way. And this was a venue they used to run back in the day, so it all comes full circle. And that leads to, speaking of full circle, the very next match, which is Rhino and RVD versus Willie Mack and Rich Swan versus the North. And the North the shirts are great. The no, TNA no, throwbacks. Yes. Yeah, they're great. Uh, the North, by the way, one of the best tag teams on planet Earth right now. Ethan uh, Page and Josh Alexander. They are so good. Um, I, I was a bit wary of that connection when they first made it because uh, I kind of thought Ethan Page maybe had bigger things. No, this is fantastic. In the future, but this has been and everything I, I wanted it to be. I also want to say, I think this match proves that you don't have to be the most in shape guy in the world. No, everybody everybody in this match looked good. I guess we should get to the video package before because it was really good. It explained how each person got into the match. It went back to LAX leaving and then Conan introducing the team of rvd and rhino they beat the north so they're inserted into the tag team match but you have rhino and or not rhino you have rich swan and willie mack who are already the number one contenders so let's just make it 
a three-way tag team match. So very logical stuff. Um, they explain the rules off the bat. Unfortunately, Josh Matthews confuses them, but that's okay. I just like that they explain the rules at all. Usually, like that's again, common sense announcing is so lost in today's that, wrestling. That landscape. was something I appreciated with Jim Ross last week. Yeah, on uh, AEW. Yeah, because he's done a really he, good job he said during the the Philadelphia Street Fight, he said. Um, rope breaks do apply in this match. And people still complained about that, by the way. But at least, like, listen, I get it. I get it. There shouldn't be rope breaks, but at least he explained it. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I, as long as you go explain back it, it, I'm good. Um, yeah, so that's how we got to a three-way match. The rules are two people in the ring at a time. First pinfall or submission wins the match. Woo, man, I needed a cigarette after this match. This was a really, 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 really good match. Uh, um, they started out fast and didn't slow down. And I'll tell you what. RVD and Rhino kept up with the younger competition so well. They were used in, in good spots. RVD's hitting, you know, he's hitting Rolling Thunders. Rhino is quick for his age and his size. If Rhino gets any wider, he's going to have to go start going through doorways sideways. Because that man <laughs> is three men wide. But, but he's still going He fast. can still move, man. He, he lives so on, quick. He lives on a boat. Does he really? <laughs> yes, he does. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Rich Swan. Rich Swan is Listen, so fast. I know he got in some trouble, and but man, WWE might have missed the boat on him, not letting that whole whole thing play out first. Yeah, yeah, because he mean, was found not guilty, right? Yeah, he was. It was a dispute that him and his girlfriend had, and she uh, kind of got carried away and said some stuff that wasn't yeah. true and uh, all that. But man, Rich Swan is lightning quick i also have he to is say, so fast him and willie mack have chemistry willie mack's amazing by the way yeah they're, bo- they're both really good <laughs> willie mack's a, a rather large man and he can do uh rather cruiserweight-esque uh things he gets a standing moonsault at one point a couple planches over the top rope he had a 619 too he had a 619 <laughs> to the uh, belly uh, i like how there's two booyaka, booyaka. so both guys for that team stole rvd's move at one point which kind of just feeds into rvd's frustration uh which we'll get to in a second uh at one point uh willie mack or not willie mack sorry i'm out of control today uh, which swan hits a rolling swan is what they called it. It was basically a rolling thunder with a splash instead of a senton. And he looks over at RVD and kind of smiles at him. And then, uh, I really like this point when RVD gets up, he's going for the five star frog splash. And then Willie Mac on the opposite ring. Well, post, Josh Alexander stopped. Yeah, RVD. that's right. He grabbed him by his legs. And then Willie Mac hits a six star frog splash. And, uh, then again, RVD, you can kind of see him frustrated a little bit later in the match. It looks like RVD and Rhino are in a good spot here. Because uh, Rhino's setting up for the gore. The crowd's chanting for it. Bam. RVD super kicks Rhino. Rhino goes down. It's pretty rude. The crowd just starts. Turns on him. Turn, like, they, they, this mad. healed up RVD so much. And then he super kicks everyone else and he leaves. And that's all we see for RVD. And meanwhile in the ring, the North hit their finishing move. I'm not sure what it's called. It was awesome. It was really cool. It was like a, how would you explain it even? Like it was double like double team spine busters. Sort of a, kind, it was like a reverse Death Valley driver with like a 450 flip and like look it up crazy it's really cool i don't know what it's called i'm sure it has a name matthews didn't call it anything yeah he didn't call it anything. he just said the finish it was really cool and the north retain in 14 minutes and 25 seconds this match was really good uh this was when the show picked up and it i'll tell you what it didn't look back after this what'd you give it four stars i thought it was excellent all the in-ring work was just polished there was no botches there was no like this was six professional wrestlers professional wrestling uh, it was what it needed to be. The RVD turn was a shock to me. I mean, we haven't seen RVD as a heel since ECW, right? Since ECW. So this is going to be interesting. I'm excited to hear about his motives. And I'll tell you what, it makes me want to watch Impact to see why he did it. So mission accomplished. Four stars. Um, I really like this match. I also gave it four stars. Uh, man, I don't. there's so much to say about the North, about how good they are. They can stack up with any tag team in the world right yeah, now. Yeah, they remind me a lot of the Revival. 
They do. Uh, but maybe slightly more athletic? Very, yeah, it's because they're doing more flippy stuff. Yeah, at one point... Uh, Ethan Page hit a swanton bomb. Yeah. After yes. oh, after a military press slammed Rich Swan off the top rope, which was amazing. Man, that that's that a swanton was awesome. It was. It was because he was. It wasn't. Like, he was a decent amount of the way into the ring too. Yeah. So he had to get some distance. So yeah, four stars. I really liked it. Heck yeah, I gave it three and three quarter. I really, really I really liked it. Um, <clears throat> the North was super impressive, but yeah. for whatever reason, like. Uh, Willie Mack resonated with me the most. He's really good. Dude. I've he's never seen him. He's jiving. Unfortunately, his career is probably not going to be super long because the style he works and the size that he is. But he moves like he's he reminds me so much of Keith Lee. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think he's quite as big as Keith Lee, but he can also do some things I think Keith Lee probably can't. Right. Um, but yeah, he's I've amazing. Just, you know, I've already obviously already seen Rich Swan right. before, and I've seen. RVD and Rhino, who held their own, yeah, very much so. They looked competent. Yeah, they look. They look solid. RVD was really he was out to prove a point, I think, and because uh, he was moving. I mean, besides like the quick. build up, or besides like that brief little, you know, maybe I'll finish it, maybe I'll finish it. It did feel like the RVD little heel turn there came out of nowhere. It, it did. Yeah, I'm, we'll, I'm interested to see where it goes. We'll see what so happens. this was what I was going to ask about this match. Have you seen RVD on Twitter lately with with his hose with his hose going back and forth with the the fans? Yeah. Oh. Do you think maybe this was kind of like, Pre, yeah, like a like a bit of a build up to this? Mm-hmm. I, yes, I agree. That they could use he could use this as fuel of why he's turning heel. Yeah, and I then, think so. Then Rhino taking saying that he was going to be the one to make the finish, and then Willie Mack mocking him, and that's what just made yeah. Him I snap. think it was just a cumulative effect. Um, so how know. do you book heel RVD in 2019 2020? Um, just be a douchebag. Yeah, I think just he's kind of got this. He's a he can be a very natural douche if he chooses to do it. Absolutely, uh, I think just run with that. Just so have do, him be this entitled like. Do you, you know start out with Rhino RVD? I don't want to, but you probably have to. <laughs> okay, so then RVD wins that. Yeah. Right. Who do you want to see RVD go against as a heel? Do you want to see him face like a Rich Swan and then have a program together, or Willie Mack have a program together? Or uh, I think him and Rich Swan can do some could do some. Pretty amazing stuff. Or him and Eddie Edwards. Uh, him and Eddie Edwards is where I was really wanting to go with that. Uh, I think they could really have a cool feud. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, well, sign he, me up for Eddie Edwards. Does he go to X Division now? Maybe like do he more could. X Division stuff. It's kind of to the point now though that like the X Division and the the main division are kind of all. It's all kind of yeah, together now. Yeah. It's just a title. It's yeah. kind of yeah, exactly. like the Intercontinental Championship used to be, which is fine. I think. Yeah, way. totally fine. Um, yeah. Do you think he needs a manager? RVD. RVD? Yeah. Nah. I mean, just you could because obviously his last heel run was. I guess I, I, yeah, but who would manage him? I mean, I don't Alfonso. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> I don't want Katie Forbes managing him. I popped. Alfonso, Alfon- Katie Forbes. I mean, I don't think he's Fonzie. Fonzie. Well, any excuse to get Katie Forbes on TV. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next, cool. Up next, nice uh, we get a video package from Michael Elgin, and we, well, we actually had Ace Austin in the women's. Oh yeah, room. I forgot about that. He uh, he approaches Alicia Edwards. Alicia Edwards, and he's like, "I'm in a towel, and I'm a sexy boy." And then she's like, "You shouldn't sexy. be in here. This is the women's locker room." And he's like, "I got lost. I'm gonna win the title, and then we're gonna fuck." That's not how that went. <laughs> Pretty much. It was all implied with his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we get the uh, Marafuji and Michael Elgin um, video package again. Very simple story. I've never beaten you, even in all my time in Japan, and I want to beat you, so come over from Noah and let's fight. And uh, fight 
they did because this is uh, Marifuji versus Michael Elgin, and uh, these two guys. This match took my breath away because I thought someone was going to die by the end of it. Michael Elgin, the uh, the bigger and wider Perry Saturn. <laughs> yeah, he's having a career resurgence and impact, and no one's talking about it. Uh yeah. And yeah. I know he's got some off the out of the ring problems, and we're, we'll bring those up now. But man, he just from a strict what the work he's been doing with Brian Cage came and to impact this? Yeah. and just laying people out. Man, this match could have been taken directly from a New Japan show, and it would have fit in. Perfectly on Strong the new Japan card. These guys beat the ever loving hell out of each other, man. Loved I it. loved this match. This, I was texting, I was messaging Kyle as I was watching this thing. This, this match was taking my breath away. Yeah, they were dude. doing stuff. They did. It's very reminiscent to me of Tanaka and Mike Awesome. The like, similar story, like I want to beat you. Come over from Japan, and then the matches that they had, and they're beating the shit out of each they other. They really were. They're hitting each other hard. They have they had bruises up and down their body. Yeah, yeah. how'd they not get concussions? I don't know because there was one point when I actually wrote down. Uh, Elgin's skull was practically caved in by a knee from Marafuji at one point or for a near fall. There was one time when Elgin hit a suplex on Marafuji and he landed on his fucking neck. I know, dude. It was crazy. Um, we get an Elgin bomb for a near fall and then an Elgin bomb after a buckle bomb for another super near fall. That one, if they had instant replay in wrestling, that would have been a time to go to it because that was super close. Elgin was hitting some lariats that looked... He was he was lariating the shit out of Marafuji this whole match. Uh, both these guys look great. The the ki- the the quickness of Marafuji's kicks were amazing, he, and he was connecting with these kicks too the yeah. whole match. Uh, watch this match, man. I was super into this. This was one of the best matches I've seen on. And Elgin wins in a long time. Elgin bur- wins the burning hammer with the burning hammer. Uh, the Elgin bomb wasn't enough to put him away. So What'd you give it? Burning hammer four and a half. I thought this match was. Oh, how long was it? By the way, seventeen fifty five. It Ooh. felt like it could have been ten. I could have used more. I get it. Man, this match was amazing. Four and a half. I, this was one of my favorite Impact matches I've seen up to this point in a long time. Uh, four and a half. Uh, I was expecting big things after the Cage match, the Brian yeah. Cage and Michael Elgin match. Woo! This one hurt the watch almost because I was yeah. like, Jesus. Boom, boom, boom. He's hitting them hard. Yeah, they were hitting each other hard. Yes, sir. Four and a quarter. I really, really loved it, though. Um, Michael Elgin is... <sighs> A stud. He's a, he is a big Good man. God. He is a, he is a brick shit house. Well, man. I mean, and he just never got gassed either. No, no, he, he doesn't. Neither of these guys did, and especially like, and they went like this wasn't a typical like let's grapple around. Like they started out with an incredible sequence where they're yeah. countering and ducking and hitting and kicking and moving. And Elgin didn't get gassed. Marafuji didn't really get gassed in this match until the end. Both guys were really playing it up, but man, they well, kept yeah, up with each other because it was just a drag out fight. Yeah, it was awesome, and I mean, they left it all out there. So, yeah, I like him it. love. Uh, up so next. where do you book Elgin oh, next? Where do you book Elgin? Because next? I mean, this is done. The the Marafuji program is probably done. Yeah, I mean that's it, the problem, right? Like it, it's because you can't put him with Cage again already. No, and you but, can't really put him with like Sammy because he's they're both heels. Yeah, you gotta. It's it's a weird spot to be in. I'd he, like to see him destroy Joey Ryan. That's not necessarily a program, but like I could see them having a, like a TV main event match with Elgin just beating the shit out of him. Yeah. Sure. I don't know, man. That's a tough question. That's something, yeah. What about... uh? He doesn't fit in with a lot of the guys. Well, no, Moose, Moose is, is a be... heel, yeah. Well, what about Elgin and Shamrock? Yeah, you could do that. I'd be a little wary of that. But you, you could have Elgin be the one to retire Shamrock off TV. Like, Shamrock shows up, Elgin beats the shit out of him. There you go. Yeah, you could go there. I mean, you could definitely go there. Rhino, I mean... They already did that. Trying to think, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, they just don't That's have another. Question. They don't have another huge face. Unless they're gonna bring somebody in from for the Access TV debut. I just wanted to bring more strong style guys in now after yeah. that match. Yeah, it was good. 
Uh, up next, we get a really nice video package for the X Division match coming out, the ladder match. Um, first of all, what are you guys' opinions on this being a ladder match as opposed to an Ultimate X match? I'm perfectly fine with it. I thought this was better than an Ultimate X match with the same amount of people would have been. Yes. I think Ultimate X is a little played out now. I do so too. I yes. think, I think giving it, giving it um, maybe a year or two off would be Oh, I want to see smart. an Ultimate X match at that TNA throwback show. Though. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, you there. will. You will absolutely <laughs> uh, but, but you know what I mean. It's, yeah, it's time I'm to, with you. to have it go away for I'm a I'm glad bit. they brought it back at Homecoming and have done it a couple times since. But yeah, I'm with you. We're definitely going to see a six-sided ring at, home, at the TNA oh, yeah. throwback. Oh, for sure. And we might see a Generation Me. Yeah, Generation Me I is going to make a comeback. Sick. Against the Motor City. Yeah, versus MCMG. Yeah, so. and, and the young... The young I, I don't know how... I don't know. I mean, I, I, they, it wouldn't be a rumor if uh, both members of MCMG weren't going to be ready. So I know Shelly's back. And, I mean, the Young Bucks put it out there. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's going to happen. Um, I like this video package a lot. It had really good music. It had a lot of hard-hitting action and explained why each person got to be in the match. Uh, and the match is Tessa Blanchard versus Ace Austin versus AC Romero versus Daga versus Jake Crist for the X Division Championship that Jake Crist is currently holding. I love Jake Crist. Um, this match was a car crash. In uh, every every good So way. if you aren't familiar with AC Romero, he is... Uh, Big. He's pushing 460, 470, right? This, this, I mean, I don't know how he can walk. He is a huge man. Very large. He was the biggest man on the show, like pure girth-wise, easily. Or wait, yeah. Um, I just want you guys to know that the man climbed to the top of a ladder at one point in this match, and he got pushed off through a table. That's all you really need to know about this match. And, that that was the tone. This whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. You, you're making this sound not as crazy as it yeah, was. Yeah, bro. He, he disintegrated the table. And he was such a big fall that the ladder, the ladder fell literally came with him. Yeah, yeah. this and, was insane. And he exploded. And it was table. Tessa that pushed the ladder over. So that was which a great was, effort. Which was a great spot. Yeah, he, AC also hit a suicide dive at one. Yeah, point. Yeah, AC had his AC Romero looked good. You guys looked very good uh, for the his. I mean, everybody in this match looked good. Uh, people are going through ladder bridges on the outside. There's tables breaking everywhere. People are trying to kill each other essentially in this match. Chris, um, uh, Chris hit a super cutter too, and it might have been on AC off the ladder. He hit one to Tessa and AC. Uh, um, both off ladders in this match. I also, believe. Don Callis called Ace Austin the cuck maker. The cuck maker. That's, that's what, what it said. was. Yeah, he said because you know Chris Jericho, the pain maker. <laughs> uh, uh, Ace Austin's the cuck maker. I kind of chuckled at oh, that. Oh, yeah. also Tessa went the suicide dive. Jake Chris and he caught her, and that's where the cutter yeah, was. That's yeah. where the super cutter yeah. was. Uh, I was point, talking about the the one with AC off the ladder. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Romero catches and Samoan drops Tessa at one point, and I'll say, man. How amazing is Tessa Blanchard that she's working in a regular men's division ladder match. She's taking all the bumps the men are. She's working just as well as the men. Like, she's, Equality, baby. She, she is so far ahead of most other uh, women's workers in the world right now. Yes. That like Impact doesn't know what to do with her anymore. Well, it's funny because like, you know... You see all the other wrestlers, and then you see Tessa in there, and you, you raise kind of you kind of raise an eyebrow. But the moment the bell rings, it's like, yeah. oh, no, this is totally. And the fun. fans were so behind her. There was one point right at the end of the match where it looks like Tessa has it in the back. This was brilliantly booked. She's climbing the ladder. The crowd, there weren't a ton of people there. It was a sellout, a small venue though. But the crowd was going nuts for this spot. She climbs the top of the ladder, and you think at this point she's getting the title. She's going to win the X Division Championship, and I was losing my mind watching this. I you knew what happened. I knew what happened because I wasn't watching it live, and I knew who won the match. And I was still like completely sucked into what was happening uh, at the last second. AC Romero, not AC Romero, that would have been amazing. Ace Austin springboards off the top rope, lands right on the ladder, takes out his little magic stick, his little wand baton, wax Tessa with it. She falls off the ladder, and uh, the douchebag steals. It. He, the he has maker. this big douchey smile. He takes the belt, and Ace Austin 
in how many minutes? Uh, 1745. When's the exhibition? I have three things I need to bring up. Bring them yeah, up. You didn't, you didn't paint that finish well enough. That was amazing. Oh, this isn't the finish, though. Okay. There was at one point where AC went to go do a suicide dive out of the ring, and Tessa and Daga threw a ladder at him. Yep. Oh, happened. yeah. And just killed him. Just creamed him. And then Daga, Daga ran and did a destroyer over the top rope through, through a ladder. ladder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's... That was to Ace Austin, right? Yes. Because that killed him for a while. Yes. No, it wasn't no, to Ace Chris. Austin. It was oh, to Chris, it was Chris because yeah. Ace Austin ran Jake... up the ladder like a monkey, Jake and then Chris... he flipped onto him. Jake Chris got his ass kicked the entire match. I love Jake also, Chris, Also, Dave Christ and Madman Fulton. That's right. They came and, and they started beating up Tessa, but yep. she she beat him up and she sent him back at one him. at a time, man. So that was that was what really amazed me with this match was how they built that Tessa win up in everyone's yeah. hearts. Yeah, and so all of OVE was just coming out trying to. to well, and on top of that, just sabotage. how well organized it was. Like yeah. every big spot was focused on. Like the cameras knew when to cut to where the the workers knew when to do what. Like. Some ladder matches, it gets so chaotic that you can't watch everything at once. They they booked this match in a way that you saw everything you needed to see yeah. right in front so, of you, crisp and clear. Uh, it was awesome. So Tessa, so Tessa uh, goes up to the top. Uh, Jake Chris gets up there. She punches him off the ladder and into the table. Mm-hmm. Um, then Dave Chris shows up, and then she suicide dives onto him. And then Fulton shows up. And he originally puts her down, but then such a cool spot. I don't know if you're listening to the audio, but she gets to the top rope and says, says, come on, motherfucker. Yeah, that was awesome. That that, was awesome. That got me so fired up. Dude, Tessa is, I should have said this off the top, but man, when she made her entrance, like, you can't look at her. I'm like, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. She is such a star. She is going to be, within two years, she might be the biggest name in the industry. She, she is, might be the one that gets impact back in the conversation. She is incredible. Just her her attitude, her entrance, her her the way she carries herself. She just so badass. She's the best, man. She bad like her she, yeah, she was great. What'd you give it? Four and a half. I w- I wish it was longer. It was only 17 minutes. That's Ma- relatively short for a ladder match like this, but those 17 minutes were full of just just Carnage. I might have overrated. I gave it four and three quarters. I don't you think did, you overrated. You didn't, it. No, that, one of the best ladder matches it, I've ever seen. I was gonna say it was one of the best ladder matches I've ever seen. It's there up was, there with the uh, Takeover New Orleans ladder match, and that's super high praise. That one and that WrestleMania twenty one. Yep, where, that was might be my. Three Had phase. this been ten longer, ten minutes longer, it's five stars. Five stars, easy. Um, man, they they built. I think they dropped the ball though. I think On, Tessa needed to win this title. I yeah, I mean she's at the peak right now. I think you can always go back to it because she has a viable reason to go after Ace because she could say, well... But but now she's got OVE and then Eddie Edwards Eddie has Edwards Ace. Eddie Edwards is going to come for Ace. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. But yeah, the OVE thing's going to get wrapped up. Yeah. That's what's going to I mean, that's been going on for a long time. Yeah, right. it's, it's probably time to move on for her. But yeah, they... Well, well she, yeah. Personally, I would have liked to have seen Chris's uh, reign just a little bit longer. It was really short. He didn't get very many defenses. But, I mean, I think we kind of... Not all, but I think a lot of us kind of. This was kind of a predictable finish. He's so like, goofy looking. Who I love him, J- uh, Jay Christ. Oh yeah, he is with his platinum blonde hair. And he's the- he's great though. He's got he's got like he has a, and I keep saying this like, and I'll keep saying it through the rest of the show. So many guys right now in Impact just have a presence about them. Uh, all of OVE, like there's so many people that feel like they're becoming stars right now. Uh, I think Impact could be due for an explosion soon because and all these guys are acting like superstars. And Ace is really good. 
but I just, I mean, I get that he's ace, Austin. I just don't like the gambit. The whole, like, magic. Like, he's literally a magician. Like, that's well, his to thing. Me, to me, he's gambit. To me, like, he dresses like gambit. He that's has, what Mark was saying, too. Yeah, he has, he throws cards like gambit. He has a wand that's similar to gambit. I love his little wand. I love the magician gimmick, but, I mean, I he's right. Oh, yeah, you're not wrong. Like, it's the, the, uh. But the, he's also, like, a sleazy magician, like a, like a Las Vegas yeah, sure. magician. I think yeah. that. And to be fair, he hasn't had much of a character up until the last couple months. Like he's just been kind of like the magic guy that does high spots. Yep. But I remember what was it? was it United We Stand where he like fell jumped off. off of, he jumped off the top of the like the scaffold the or X, something. The X division uh, supports the yeah. for the ultimate X match. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was gonna die on I that thought, spot. I thought when he entered there that he was Gambit. So I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's definitely. I think it's definitely his inspiration. I, I do hope that he gets more of his own character after this, and I think he will. I do too. I think make him like the Sammy Guevara of Impact. I was thinking making it make him. I think I said this earlier, kind of like Joey Ryan. Yeah, especially with the Alicia. I would love to have oh, Joey like, Ryan take Alicia, him in. Yeah, me too. And like the Alicia Edwards storyline where he's showing up in a towel in the women's locker room the problem trying to is, steal Eddie's wife. The problem is, with that, nobody wants to boo Joey Ryan. That's true. Uh, ever. But <laughs> you could, o- you could always do. have Joey try to like take him in and then him beat the shit out yeah, of Joey. Yeah, that's true, and too. This, this whole Eddie Edwards like losing control and losing his wife and then the Ace, Ed, or Ace Austin thing has been going on for a while, so it's going to end up being Eddie versus Ace. Yeah. I think you're definitely Eddie, right. Eddie's going to pick the X Division title over the world That could title. be a really, really fun rivalry, too. Oh, it's going to be great. Um, up next. Oh, did you have a discussion question for that? Um, It was kind of just about Tessa, but oh, we kind of cool. talked yeah. about everything. Um, Up next, we get a Moose and Shamrock video package. Excellent again. These video packages all night. They were hitting this, them out of the This park. one was really good. This, this, was, was it my, this was my second favorite of the night, but it was very, very MMA UFC. It was very sports esque in a in a good way. Usually, when you start to get that like sp- sports action and wrestling, it can get kind of silly and corny. No, this this was a training montage. This was Ken Shamrock explaining in vast detail why he needs to beat Moose. And I think it had a big fight feel to it. Oh, for sure. It also added credibility. Yeah. Yes. Um, um, and with Moose going into Shamrock's uh, gym. And wiping out some of his students. Yeah, I like that. It was like Anakin. Just uh, going Frank Trigg is there. Kids. Uh, he's kind of like training. Our Insta, our Instagram uh, guy, Jordan Kelly. That's like his favorite dude. Frank Trigg. Yeah, I mean it's so, a big, it's a good get for them. Like I mean they've had it. Frank Trigg before. He I fought know. AJ Styles, but Jordan just loves Frank. Honestly, Trigg. that promo he helped out a lot. Him, yes, him and Moose cut a great promo. Yeah, so that I was, was going to get to that. Promo. Uh, so. You get after the video package, you get them backstage getting interviewed. And again, this is very much uh, Frank Trigg is taking on like he's re- a real trainer that he's really training and preparing moves for this match. And he's going through Shamrock's strengths and his weaknesses, how they're approaching the match, how they're going to beat him. It didn't feel corny. It didn't feel hokey. It felt real. They did very good. At it this. felt real. And it was awesome. And then Moose is Moose. He's wearing freaking Ric Flair robes and just hollering and hooting and Moose is another guy. He's eccentric. Feels like a star when you see him. Uh, and his entrance was amazing. With he's the got rapper, the rapper. His brother. His lighting is so cool. And yeah, he's rapping his way to sick. the ring. Moose's entrance is a, one of the coolest ones of the night. And yeah. it just felt like, a, again, it just aided to the big fight feel. Shamrock gets a huge ovation. And the match begins. And he, and he looks incredible. His physique is ridiculous for a 55-year-old man. Oh, dude. His arms were bigger than Moose's. I know. He he looked great. Dude, Shredded. He, he might... Behind Brian Cage, he might have had the biggest. I know this doesn't matter, but he might have had the biggest arms on the show behind Brian Cage. He was stacked, dude. Uh, and, and then not only was he stacked, he was flying through the air. At one point, he did a Kenny Omega top rope dive. 
He almost broke his neck on it, but thankfully no touch there. Tope. Yeah, it was amazing. When he did that, so so my roommate Mark was watching. He's not he's not even a wrestling fan really, but like he was just sitting out there watching with me. He's like, "Holy crap, that guy's like fifty years old." And I'm then like, he did it. Yeah. He sprung over the top rope again at one point in the match. Shamrock he looked did a Rana like first. Yeah, thing. Shamrock looked better than he had any right to. Unfortunately. Uh, this match kind of fell apart in the last few minutes. The first like three quarters of this match, perfectly good, perfectly serviceable. It was Moose and Shamrock just fighting. They were having a fight, and they were just what and like, the, fighting, fighting. Yeah, they're fighting, fighting. They're fighting, and then uh, fire. Uh, I did think they overused the ankle lock one or two too many times, probably because right. the whole st- the story of the match was Shamrock trying to get the ankle lock in, obviously, but he like got it in too many times. Like also, he totally should have torqued on it more. Yeah, I know. It, and there like, was no and like crossed the leg over and, and laid down momentum. Um, because once you lay down, it's over. It's, it's a win. Yeah, yeah it's stupid, automatic. Stupid he should have just done it right off the bat. Jeez, didn't he want to um, win? So back, we'll get to the end of this because it's a, there's a lot of shit happening here. So Frank Trigg at one point just runs in the ring, just runs in the ring. Uh. He throws the worst working punch I've ever seen to Ken Shamrock, who just like pushes him over and he rolls out. And then the ankle lock gets applied for like the third or fourth time. Moose like grabs onto Kid Ref and just like tackles Why him. Why is Kid Ref doing this match? He looked like a twerp compared to these two guys. No yeah. disrespect to Kid Ref. But like in Impact, you got Love a lot you, of Kid Ref. You got a lot of smaller guys, right? So he can kind of like he still looks like a little twerp, but like against Moose and Ken Shamrock, he looks like a twelve year old. Right. Uh, maybe that was why they did it, you know? Um so yeah, the Kid Ref is down. Um Trig gets in, and it looks like at this point, uh, Moose, what the fuck was with this moonsault? I don't know. Moose got up to the top rope. Shamrock is on standing when he gets to the top rope. And then Moose just airmails a moonsault. Shamrock is nowhere near him. At least it looked cool. It did, but it made Moose look like a moron. He he, he moonsaulted the invisible man. Have you ever been hit by Ken Shamrock? No. Uh, You're probably going to do flips like that. World's most dangerous man. Uh, And then back in the ankle lock again. And then so Frank Treg, when he at one point in the match exposed the turnbuckle, it was the Mm -hmm. top turnbuckle. Mm -hmm. Maybe should have done the middle, uh, as we saw in the end, because the ending comes. Trig is in the uh, or Trig, sorry. The ankle lock is applied to Moose, and then Moose rolls out of it and flips Shamrock. He hits the the wrong wrong turnbuckle. turnbuckle. Sells like he hit the top one anyways. Thank you. And, uh, yeah. I do have to say, at least Josh Matthews said... He didn't he, get all of it. He didn't get all of it. He grazed it, yeah. which was a very good try to save it by Matthews. <sighs> and then Moose hits the no jackhammer needed spear. One hell of a spear. And uh, I love that name. He wins the match by pinfall in... Uh, 10.30. So, uh, yeah, I think... The what'd, you, what'd you give it? First half of this match was fun. Second half, it got a little nonsensy. I gave it 2.75. I wanted to love it. I still liked it. I still think it's worth a watch just to see a 55-year-old Ken Shamrock working the way he was. I do think it was a little overbooked at the end, and that finish was a uh, bad botch. So I did overrate it from your point. I gave it three. Right. I, I, right really, I really, really enjoyed the match. Um, I, do, I love this kind of character that Moose is doing right now. Like Kind of like the pseudo-legend killer. Like... At Slam, he, totally he, did a, he did a tweet the other day that at Slammiversary, I became the whole effing show. At Bound for Glory, I became the world's most dangerous man. And at Hard to Kill, I'm going to become the alpha male. Fuck Mon- Monty Brown. I mean, maybe we'll get that match. So we I'd might get that match. That. Oh, um, we're definitely going to get that match. I love the Moose Spear. I know, it's it, great. I love the way he does like the little like roll. Other than it. Goldberg's, it's probably my favorite spear. It's I'm with you, dude. Yeah, That's yeah right. it's, it's very footballish. Who, um, what, who's, what's better, the pounce or the no Jack Amber needed? Please. Don't. It's, a, it's the no jackhammer. Please don't ask dumb questions. But I like the counts too. Um, my I last. I asked that just to trigger Luke. My last thought on this match. Yeah. Was they should have brought in 
someone like a Rampage Jackson to be the referee in this match. Oh, that would have been awesome. Because, Dan Severn. Yeah, yeah, or oh, Dan Severn. Uh, it would have made sense because obviously Kid Ref isn't going to be able to stop these two from no. doing anything. Yeah, no, I totally and agree. And it would have made sense to have somebody else. Tito. It, Tito, yes. Tito he has to, a history. To knock Frank. out Frank Trigg from yeah. getting in there. Yeah. That was just kind of a little nitpick I had on the match. That's actually a fair point. So, I mean. Uh, I, can I hijack? Oh, Luke, rate the match first, and I'm going to hijack the discussion topic. Okay, uh, well, two and three quarters. Hold on. Hold on a sec. Um, it was, I mean, we talked about the finish being overbooked, but I just think that in general, this match was overbooked. Frank Trigg uh, interfered a lot. And I mean, it wasn't just the last couple of few minutes. Um, there was a nut shot. Uh, oh, yeah. There was a whole bunch of shit needed for Moose to beat Ken Shamrock. And I and I get they wanted to make Ken Shamrock look like a freaking beast. And he kicked out and, after the three, too. <laughs> and, yeah, right. And, and what? I told Zach last night, too. I think they overbooked this match because... They, they did not know, think yeah. this Shamrock was going to be there. I pro- they probably thought they were going to have the 2019 Undertaker there yeah. that can barely move and well, not yeah. and Shamrock, Shamrock looking good. Shamrock exceeded every expectation. But yeah, Moose, I get that he's you know dastardly, but he should have won clean somehow. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, yeah, um, that's my issue. Can I have like a pseudo discussion topic for this sure. question? Yeah, so let's away. say that Moose keeps going after these like TNA legends. Who's the one that beats him? Who's the one that breaks the streak and that kills the legend well, killer? Well, it's, it's not going to be an old TNA legend. It's no, gonna be, it's going to be a new. It's going to be someone like Brian Cage. You think so? I don't know if Cage needs it necessarily, but it'll be some. It'll be somebody. Or what if it's but, Tessa? No way. Oh, I'd have trouble buying that. Yeah, yeah. but it could be. I mean, who knows? Um, what was your actual discussion question? Uh, I was just going to say, how do you feel about Shamrock's performance overall? Do you think he deserves another match or two, or do you think it's time for him just to? To retire, I think it's um, a tough question. I'm I can I'm I can see him doing this. a couple I'm more matches, uh, but I could also see him hanging them up. Uh, that does kind of feed into a kind of an issue I had after this match, where Shamrock was getting an ovation in the middle of the ring and they cut away from it. Yes, I really would have liked to have let them leave that camera on Ken for a few minutes because it, he was getting a very good reaction even after the kind of the messy finish. So that's a nitpick, but. I mean, given the way that they didn't hold the camera on him, I think that might telegraph he might not be done. Um, yeah, he's probably going to sign like a year deal or yeah. something. I wouldn't mind him on like a Brock Lesnar like schedule five or s- five times a year because he could still go, but it needs to be limited. I, it needs to be tag team. And stuff. you have to be really careful with who you work him. Yes, too. I, I I brought this up to Zach earlier, and I I keep pulling up all these different Tessa ideas, right? But you have OVE destroying Tessa. And Shamrock makes the save. There's your tag team match right there for a pay-per-view. Tessa and Shamrock get the win over OVE. That's just something little. That could be a good way to put that to rest, too. Yeah, it's a li- it's a, it's a little thing that would pop the crowd. It's kind of well, the Joey Ryan, don't use them all the time. But if, if this was his last match, I feel good about it. Hell me too. Way to yeah, go me too. And that's the thing is, for me, in my opinion here, it's it's don't push your luck. Um, because, because eventually he because will. Because we've seen WWE do that. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't and, fault anyone. Who thinks and I just, just I don't think, I don't think, I mean, he is 55. And I don't think that that's, like you said, their part time schedule. But even then, I don't think that's sustainable without him getting hurt. No, I, he will I'm get with you. Hurt. He can't keep doing plunges and hurricane runs. He will get, and, it looked like, it looked like he might have hurt himself in that match. Like, he his did, leg, he his did quad tweet, or something. He did tweet afterwards, I'm sorry, I couldn't get the job done. Um, I don't know what the future holds for me. So he's kind of in that in limbo. Yeah. Honestly, maybe that could be feeding into a storyline too. Yeah. I mean, we said it earlier. I just think Impact just needs a couple big signings. 
Yeah, I mean, as they might be getting. I mean, yeah. I guess the problem with that is so there's like the, there's who, no names. Who are the big names you can sign? They're all Osprey. They got Joey Ryan, who was like the biggest free agent you, you're out big, there. Your big free agents are CM Punk and Will Osprey. And Punk's not going there. Osprey's right, not right. leaving New Japan. No, I don't, think, I don't ever. think so. He's the darling. Yeah, so, I think he'll keep working Rev and Pro and New so, Japan. I mean, who, who, who else gone. is there? Enzo and Cass. Well, but that's they need. They I mean, need, I hate to say this, guy. but they need tag teams. They do yes. need more big men too. I think to me, that's what they're really missing. Glaring. Great is Cully. It, is it? No. <laughs> Kurgan. Oh, there you R.I.P. Oh, is he, sure. is he dead? Oh, that's sad. I think he's dead. Oh, you take mm. to, maybe podcast think a sad tone. Main event time. Okay, I'm going to just say this right now. <laughs> you have the floor. This video package with the Sammy Callahan with him saying like, "I didn't want to be this guy, but you guys made me." He listed off all the shit he's done. Yeah, he he took Pentagon's mask. Yeah, he beat up Tessa Blanchard. He beat up Melissa Santos. He be- beat up Melissa Santos. He beat up Rich Swan, who was like his brother. Uh, he crushed Eddie Edwards' eye with a bat, and he says, "I didn't want to be this guy, but you guys made me this guy." This was and an incredible promo. I had chills. On really, this. really good. This was incredible. What he does best, right? This, uh, I'm saying it right now. I told you this again earlier. Mm. Besides the Cody Dustin like video package this year, this was my favorite video package of the year. I liked it because it wasn't like a standard. Here's what's happened to get us here. Like they peppered the footage in, but they also had like the laptop behind him just playing the footage, and it was just Sammy cutting a promo. And like you didn't get any response. You kind of see a character. Brian Cage, yeah. Like you see, you see a character being built that he is. We've made him like this by booing him, by not liking him, and he's kind of taking the boos to turn him into a bad guy. You know what, too? He got kind of a hero's reaction when he came out. Like, yeah. You well, already saw that promo starting to like sink into people's minds. Bro, the fans wanted him to win. Oh, yeah, they, that, did. they I, did. Over the top wanted him to win. Sam yep. Callahan is amazing. I think he's one of the more underappreciated guys. It's Kyle's favorite. All of yeah, wrestling. Yeah, he's... he's well, one, probably my favorite wrestler today. Uh, and Brian Cage, by the way, demanded that this is a no disqualification match. Which the announcers again, they talked about this. They explained yeah. it. Uh, yeah, Good and thing then it was. He ends the match with a "Go fuck yourself" <laughs> or the promo, and then the match uh, begins. Man, Impact's getting some. Uh, that was not bleak, safe for work. <laughs> I was try. I was going to try to do the the letters in SFW, but I was getting really messed up. It happens. Brian Case is dressed like Wolverine, kinda. Oh, no, kinda. Weapon, Weapon X. He's so. yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got the blade. Can I ask a serious question? Yeah. So you're married. Yeah. If someone beat up your wife, are you gonna take the time to put on a Wolverine outfit oh, yeah, before you go beat up? I'm the guy? Like, well, Wolverine. doesn't he usually wear Terminator-esque yeah. shit? Yeah. yeah. Like, and he it, comes it was, out. It was just something funny that I was thinking of. He yeah. also comes out to Terminator-esque music. The dun dun dun. Yeah. Dun, dun. But yeah, I thought. And it's funny because we talked about this last night while we were all uh, kind of watching this. Um, you see, who was I comparing it to? Oh, Kenny, you see Kenny Omega wear heroes and Street Fighter outfits and stuff. You see the Young Bucks wear Street Fighter outfits and, yeah. and go- goofy, nerdy stuff. Um, Triple I mean, H. Yeah, you see Triple Yeah, absolutely. Triple H, just like a freaking Terminator. Um, and this, for whatever reason, was just super, super cheesy to me. I thought kind of thought so too. I, I mean, just, it just didn't feel. I, I got to be honest. I always find them super cheesy. See, I like them. I think I, I'm accepting of them a lot of the time. Something about this one though just didn't feel like. It just didn't have. The I whole think package. The, the feud also just didn't call for it. Right. Like this was too serious Again, of a feud for him to be cosplaying. That's kind of what I ring. was saying at the beginning. Like, yeah, why are you true. dressing up as Wolverine yeah, before you go yeah, beat up somebody? Yeah. 
Um, but, but, I mean, the part of the costume comes into effect. Yeah. So. so once the bell rings, these guys just go. I mean, they don't even wait for the bell. They jump each other. The bell does ring. Uh, there's biting and spitting. Uh, Callus is holy shitting on, on commentary. Sammy screams, fuck, fuck you, bitch, you, bitch. And he then screams. spits in his face. Yeah. Uh, Callahan starts bleeding almost instantly because he got bitten. Yeah, C- Cage bit him. Yeah, and bit then him in the uh, face. I think I don't think know if it was the bite that did it or if it was the lariat that he hit him with that I just like, oh, dude. busted him because he killed him. You don't with think he bladed? I don't think so. I don't know when he would have. He might have. I'm not I mean, saying I mean, he. I don't. I don't think he. I don't think he did. I think Cal. I think it was from the bite and then the Wolverine claws. Yeah, uh, yeah let's well, he get was to that. already bleeding. Yeah, he was Go bleeding ahead. good. He no. brings in the Wolverine blade and just like slices his head with it. I don't know how I felt about that. Dude, it started bleeding more after that. I I loved it. Um, So he cuts him with the Wolverine claws, and then the mask just ramps up from there. At one point, there's a piece of barricade that gets introduced. They... uh, uh, Brian Cage puts it on two chairs on one side, the steps on the other, uh, but it doesn't work out for him because he gets Cactus Jack pile-driven through the barricade, bikes, which just bro. caves in half. The cage slams Callahan on a table, yeah. but it doesn't break, so he does it again. That, that's what a non-gimmick table looks like. If yes. you want to see a shoot, that's a shoot table he was getting slammed on because he, he back suplexed him like four times on that table. Eventually, it does kind of break, uh, but man, that looked brutal. Well, and, and Sammy's swinging for the fences, too, with yeah, the chair. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're just trying to kill each other. At one point, Sammy gets broken in half of the German suplex like it wasn't all weapon stuff they were actually wrestling a lot uh in this match as well I mean it was just it was just brutal stuff there's an f5 for a big near fall by cage and I do want to say that was that was the first time I've ever heard that was murder as a chant yeah that I was after the 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 barricade yeah Yeah. driver uh the barricade eventually gets back into the ring and is used as a weapon in there in the corner it gets propped up in the corner um, there was a deadlift superplex from the second yep, row. Yep. Oh, that was that super yeah, he suplexed, he suplexed him into Cage the did. ring from the apron. Cage did to Callahan. These guys were just giving it their all here. Um, oh, and uh, how wild would everyone else go that Sammy Callahan kicked out of an F5 that easy? That's, man, Callahan's... Or, uh, Cage's F five is so good. Yeah, man, it's so good. He just like he throws him, like he threw Callahan on the F five. Like, yes, just propeller spun him into the air. Um, toward the end of the match, Callahan introduces thumbtacks. Of course, uh, this is when I kind of started to get a little questionable with what was happening because he hits the pile driver, his finishing move onto the thumbtacks, goes for the cover, one count. Cage, Cage hooks up, 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 yep. Hits a, a pop up power bomb onto the tax, then hits a drill claw onto the tax and wins the match in. Uh, 1640. 1640. Um, I really like this match, you guys. This Which, was, what'd you give was, it? I gave it 4.5. Uh, I might have even thought about giving it a little bit higher if it was a couple minutes longer and if that, I, I just... The machine. I don't like seeing people, no cell finishers, especially like when it. weapons are involved. It did hurt it a little bit for me, but overall, it's not enough to drag this match down. These guys, again, similar to the Elgin, I mean, it's a very different match, but they beat the hell out of each other. Uh, fun stuff. Four and a quarter. Um, I liked it a lot. It was my third favorite match of the night. Uh, Sammy should have won, though. I'm saying it right I now. Know. They should have given Sammy the win. I agree. The crowd kind of soured on it. After that pile driver, the crowd kind of started to turn on Cage, unfortunately, because everybody wanted Callahan to win. And it looks like when he hit that finisher, like, this right. is going to be That's it. the thing. Is what finish favor? Excuse me. What uh, match type would favor him more? Yeah, this was made for him to win the belt. Yes. Yeah. I don't know where he goes from here. I mean, I think they, you, well. Let's let's have Luke rate it first. Uh, and we can yeah, talk about that. Four, four and a quarter, and that's kind of what you're. Well, here I'll, I'll go over this first. Um, the finish at the end was kind of ridiculous, but if anyone's going to do something like that, it is this brick shit house yeah. of a man. Yeah, I mean, Brian Cage is a specimen. He is. He, he was made like, in a test tube. I, yeah, think. I was literally about to say he <laughs> looks like uh, the 
the end bosses in Resident Evil. He like, looks like you know what he looks like. He looks like Bane from Batman and Robin after he got injected with the plant serum from Poison Ivy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's he, like a real life version of that. Um, I, what I didn't like though, I get the crowd was pissed. They wanted Sammy to win. These guys still deserved a standing O. Yeah, man. This they didn't get it. The this crowd show deserves a standing. The crowd o. got to see something really special. That live crowd, and I hope they remember it because I know there's things in the show that I'll remember for years to come. And I haven't seen much from either of these guys. Man, they amazed me. Yeah, they're really good, dude. But you, but you're right. I mean. Where does Sammy Callahan go now? It, this I, felt like a blow-off. Where does OVE go now? This felt like a blow-off. I don't know. It, Fulton lost. I'm excited. The Chris th- lost. The other Chris wasn't on the show, and then Sammy lost. I'm, so. I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, one thing, when me and Mark were watching the show last night, he just looked at me and said, why is Cage not a bigger star? And He's I amazing. Think, I think it's because Impact right now has looked at the little red-headed stepchild, and people need to start giving Impact a chance. It's time. I mean, let's do... You know what? We're going to get on Twitter and Facebook, and we're going to get hashtag give Impact a chance. We're gonna, let's get that trending. Let's can do we it. do that? Yeah. Can this little, can this <laughs> tiny little podcast help this tiny little company go? Can we do this? Let's get hashtag so, give impact a chance. Everyone tweet it out. We'll do it because it's time. It is time on. to give this company their fair shake. This well, was one of the best. And I guess what you what you rate I give it an show? A minus because I had a few nitpicks with it, but that sure this was one of the best pay per views I've seen this year. Uh, maybe behind All Out. And double or nothing, I'd maybe put this third. That's how much I liked it. I loved this show, and it is it is criminal that Impact isn't getting the attention that the AEWs and the WWEs are getting because they can put on matches that are as good, if not better, than those companies. It is time to start giving this company their due, and if this doesn't do it, I don't know what will because they gave it their all and they knocked it. They completely knocked it out of the park. A minus. Uh, I also gave it a minus. Um, when I was thinking about which pay per views I liked the most this year, SummerSlam, uh, Double or Nothing. All Out and Bound for Glory are easily my top four that I've yeah, watched front to back. I mean, it's a top um, five show for me, easily. Man, Impact deserves a lot more. They're, they're, that The TNA is done. It's Impact now, and they're doing great things. Do you think this uh, throwback TNA show is kind of coming at a bad time? No. I think it's time to finally embrace your past. And I think they're finally putting it to rest in a way, too. Yeah, they, they've, they've, they've tried to shy away, but tried to hold a candle out for it well, kind of to me here's how i feel about it this is the springboard for them uh because bound for glory is going to get more exposure than any other impact show in a long time correct um so this is the springboard now people are like oh shit this is what they're capable of and then now that they're bringing drawn people back in they're going to draw even more people back in with this you know quote one unquote, night reu- yeah. reunion and one night, it's move, a one night stand and the move to access too is going to help a lot yep it's big it's big time i think and I, they're uh, what's what's the show called by the way the what, one coming up it's like hard to kill hard to kill oh yeah, hard to oh, kill well, we didn't mention that the quote, the quote by don callis i'm hard to kill you're hard to kill this ho- company is hard to kill so let's have a pay-per-view called it i love it yeah so hard to kill is there yep. they announce as the next so january too, so. hard to kill i'm very excited me too um homecoming was so good uh, Slammiversary was so good. Bound Their pay-per-views have been consistently good Bound for, for Glories, the last two have been so good. Give Impact a chance. They deserve it. Yeah, they do. Luke. A minus, by the way. Oh, okay. I was just going to ask Luke. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I just think it's time. Right? And I'm very happy because um, Kyle was... Kyle was worried after the first couple matches. But, yeah, I was super worried. I was like, "Fuck!" But good lord, I mean, what? Oh. There, I think there were seven seven matches total. Yeah, <laughs> and f- none four, of them. Four were of them. Four of them were great. Yes. Four of them were great. Yeah, and there was nothing I mean, this, bad. Again, no like, bad matches. Right. I, uh, I don't mean to keep hammering this home, but this isn't t- 2007 TNA. 
or 2010 TNA. This isn't 2015, 2016 Impact. This is a completely different company than you remember. And again, please, ple- I'm pleading with the audience because if you don't watch it, they're not going to be around forever. And they deserve every, every, you need, they deserve to have you watch every bro, week. You bro, d- they they're deserve, never going away. You don't think so? There's, they're like, they're like a there's, cockroach. They made it this long, bro. There's like, yeah. like two things that can survive the world dis- cockroaches and cockroaches impact, impact baby yeah uh yeah this is a wonderful show let's let's start i'm serious let's start it and hashtag give impact a hey, chance this isn't your booker t's versus mick foley's no and their 50s main eventing shows this is brian cage and tessa blanchard and sammy callahan and moose, moose. and man, i mean yes the raw van dams and the ken shamrocks and the sabus are sprinkled, are sprinkled in there yeah but it's not like it used to be, man. It's not where you have three young guys and 20 y- old yeah. guys. Am I wrong to kind of like draw comparisons to ECW with this show? No. It's... This felt like an ECW show to me. Yes, Like me from too. top to bottom. Me too. This had a very ECW feel. It's It was a little less lewd than some and of the ECW more, And a lot more Bro, talented. There was some some lewdness yeah, going that's true. on. That's true. Callus was just saying whatever he wanted. But I mean, when, when you're the president of a company, you can do whatever you want. That's right. Uh, should we get to calls? Oh, yeah. yeah. We don't have a ton. We have two this week. And again, I'll remind you, next week, we need you guys to get these calls and get them in by Sunday. Sunday or Monday morning. At the very latest, and we will get them in. I will be messaging all you guys like I usually do. We will not be recording Sunday, though, because Green Bay's in the Sunday night game. Yeah. So probably Monday or Tuesday next week. So, yeah, get your questions in. We would love to hear from you guys. Go Wrestling back, go. related, non-wrestling related, just send them in. We want to just... Have a good time. Hey, if my Call. buddy if my buddy Jake's listening, how'd your Raiders do against Green Bay over the weekend? Also, call in and shit talk Kyle's Packers just just for him. Just for fun, him so yeah. Do it. Yep. Hey, at least my quarterback doesn't retire when he's hurt. He comes back. So first up, yeah, we we're have doing pretty good. The real DZ himself, Dakota Zankner, is going to be sharing his thoughts on uh, the dub. Mm. Hey, fantasy booking, big boys and oh, buddies. We weren't fam. with him on that this one. This is once right. again. We'll be there. Your pal. Say it with right, here me. We go. The real DZ of professional wrestling. Back with a prediction from my crystal ball for you. To address this universal championship situation, I think we need to go outside of the realm of normality once again. We get to Seth Rollins covering The Fiend. And The Fiend, of course, does his magic. Then we hear... I don't want to hurt my friend anymore. I want to play again soon, Seth, but not right now. Then we don't see the fiend again until, of course, he wins at the Royal Rumble. What are your thoughts, big boys? Yeah. Um. My my thought is I don't want to see the fiend. I never want to see the fiend and Seth Rollins touch ever again. One's on Raw, one's on SmackDown. Keep it that way. You know they're fighting at uh in the UK they're and they're fighting at Saudi Arabia. They're uh-huh. Fighting, yeah. So Saudi apparently Dish. WWE just doesn't care. Uh, I would uh, clearly Dakota. I would love to see the Fiend win the title. I don't think they're going to do it. I think they're going to keep finding ways to get out of these matches, and then eventually the Fiend will do whatever he's going to do on SmackDown. I'm about to start ranting about the WWE, so let's just move on to the next question. I'm, I mean, I'm just for to answer that. I'm just. I'm just. So I don't. It. The Fiend. The Fiend doesn't need to win the title. He never did. No, so, he doesn't need to just, just, at all. So maybe let's just, like WWE does so well, pretend like this never fucking happened. I hope he kills Michael Cole. 
Remember when Heidenreich killed Michael Cole? Yeah, that would yeah, be nice. That's nice. Uh, but they do. They leaned into it this week. They leaned into the uh, angle at Hell in a Cell. I don't know. Fiend did not make an appearance. Though. I don't want to get mad. Right. And uh, whenever I no, he didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever I start thinking about WWE, I get mad. Uh, so let's go on to another WWE related question from Jake Jonas. <laughs> <laughs> this one. Uh, this is our sugar daddy. Yeah. This one's actually more AEW geared, and it's about the way each company handles their championships. Uh, this is a very good question. So let's get. Thanks to for it. giving us. And money. thanks, Dakota, as always. Always love your feedback and uh, your opinions. What's up, fellas? Mm. It's your boy, Jake so Jonas crisp. here. Velvet Tones. And uh, I had a comment about last week's AEW that showed a segment with Cody Rhodes. And his wife was talking about setting up a meeting. And basically the idea was he was drifting off, more worried about his championship match with Chris Jericho. And I thought... It did a really good job to help develop his character, and it also did a really good job of showing the importance in the AEW World Championship title. And uh, my question to you guys is, how does WWE do something similar? Because as of right now, it seems like the titles are just useless, and the titles really aren't that important when, you know... We we got Lesnar back holding a title. Oh, it looks like I had to cut off there because we only have a minute. Was there a second part to that? No, that was it. No. Um, I mean, I can think the gist of the question is there. Why is WWE so bad at making their titles seem important? I I'm paraphrasing. Uh, man, mm. I can't answer that realistically. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's money. They they don't put the t- they don't. I don't know. What do you? What's I, you guys take the floor? Because I'm. Um, this is a good well, question. I just don't know the answer to. Okay. You want to go first? I, I'm just thinking, like, back in the 80s, the Intercontinental Champion was almost as important as the World Champion, right? Like, when Savage held the belt, he was just as important as Hulk Hogan, in a he way. He was the heir apparent. Yes. Yes. So, and when Randy Orton was the Intercontinental Champion in 2004, he was a big deal. He was, like, the, the next step. And it seems like, other than the two World Champions, who still aren't even being treated that great, it just seems like noth- the belts just don't matter anymore. I think... I think a way to start showcasing the belts a little bit more. Don't be having them open pay-per-views. Uh, having some of them be main event matches on TV. Having longer, better matches. I like your point about having the mid-card belts be defended in, in TV main events. I think that's something they've gotten away from. Uh, that, could easily get the, that could easily... Like, the United States Championship... Like, remember how fun it was when John Cena was doing the open challenge? Yes. Like, every week. Like, something, like, just, I don't know. And one more thing is, I don't think, like, the Intercontinental Champion, I don't think he should be losing very many singles matches. No, and they constantly do that. And they're always losing these matches. And I get it. It builds a new challenger, but you don't need to lose all those matches. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, For me, for me, it's an investment thing. Um, The long... So, so the only real long-term storyline besides Becky Lynch and the man thing um, was The Fiend. And, mm-hmm. w- and they, they fucked it up. Yeah. So their long-term storytelling is just non-existent anymore. Yeah. And they're, it seemed like they were getting to it, but no. Their they're, way of like telling you a champion is important is having him come out and cut a 20-minute promo in the beginning of Raw. And uh, that's just not going to... Irrelevant. Yeah, promo. it's not going to cut it. Like doesn't have any heat. There's, I think it's a combination of things. They don't know how to book new stars, so it doesn't matter who you put in the title picture if it's not like an already well-known name, or 
you know, like a, a tenured veteran, like people aren't going to get super invested. At right. least that's what they think. To me, it comes down to the how well the person holding the belt is being booked in the storyline they're currently in. So that way, when it comes to the marquee matches, you're invested. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think and, that's so, and then it gives credibility all the way around yeah. to both competitors. Yeah. Like think about like Seth Rollins and The Fiend, right? You're having a guy wrestle for the belt. So, like, Cody Rhodes understands that this title is the most important thing to him in, yes. the, in the world. He Like, you don't get that in WWE. Kofi Kingston had it, but he didn't have he didn't have the feuds or rivalries that were hot enough to match it. And then you have the other side of the coin with Seth, where you have a good feud, but The Fiend really doesn't care about the title. In fact, he never even really mentioned the title, you know. So, right. you have... You, it seems like you always have one or the other. So you have Kofi, who does cherish the belt, does think it's important, and Doesn't, Daniel Bryan did too. Right. But then you don't have the the rivalries that aren't they're not marquee, hot enough to back it up. Matchups. And then you have on the other side of the coin, you have the matchup, but you don't have one or both of the guys being invested in their championship. I think that's at the heart of it. I mean, can they fix it, man? I'm so down on the company right now. I don't know what they can. They fix can absolutely anymore. fix it. Will they? Bob the Builder says yes, we can. And that's it for us this week. Jeez, next week, send yeah, those money. questions in. I cannot wait for next week's episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. Something different. We got a few different ideas we're going to be kind of implementing in the coming months and weeks. We got so. some fun stuff coming. We don't want every episode to be the same. Yeah, so next week, you're just going to learn about us. And, and next, we'd like to learn about you, too. So. And next week, Zach cannot rate any three-minute match three stars. We're not doing any. Yeah. Well, until then, two. Sweet. Sweet. Next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>